The irony of a personal brand is that a personal brand is not about you. It is entirely about the audience that you serve. And you never feel fear when the mission to serve is clear. Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. I'm here in his house with my friend Rory Vaden, who is an entrepreneur, a world-class speaker. He has a podcast. He has an amazing site. He is the co-founder with his wife, AJ, of Brand Builders. He is, oh, did I mention you're an author? I'm an author. I'm a book person. I'm a book person. Take the stairs, procrastinate on purpose, and more to come in the author category. So he, he's done it all. And it, it's great to uh, talk to him particularly about, can I say that fast, particularly about? Particularly. Reputation management, about branding, and about personal branding, which has become so very important. It's something I'm passionate about. So as you've moved into that area and you're an expert, you're helping executives, you're helping celebrities, you're helping, well, anybody that follows you can see and kind of glean from you some of these uh, tips on how to develop a personal brand and thinking about reputation. And I just want to have that conversation with you about uh, reputation. What is personal branding and reputation and how do those interrelate? Well, first of all, thank you, Skip. And it's I'm excited to have this conversation because you're like a real life executive, a, a real, a real life, life, a real life executive talking about personal branding. And I think personal branding in some ways is a complicated dynamic in, in terms of the corporate world because it's been associated more with entrepreneurship. And it's kind of like, you know, I think people think of kind of, you know, quit your job and launch a video course and, you know, become an influencer. And I think what's really happening is it's way, way more than that. And it's it's always been about reputation. Um, but it is true. People always lead there. I'm always That's like, where they think. oh, you want to leave your day job to go to your dream job. I'm like, but what if your day job is your dream job? Is the job? dream job. Well, what if and, you don't want to do that? Well, and you're a great example of it's like you've built a personal brand without leaving the corporate, like your corporate post. It's, it has enhanced your corporate authority, your leadership opportunity, it, your, your ability to serve your customers and your company. And I think that that is something that executives are waking up to. You know, perhaps it's like, okay, there's a part of this that really matters to us. And if you look at the, you know, look at Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and Richard Branson, those are CEOs, executive people that run companies that built personal brands and their personal brands helped the company. It wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna write a book and you know, go on a speaking tour, although they did have books and they did go speak. It was about building the company, but they leveraged the power of the personal brand. And, and I think it's just really, really critical because at the end of the day, now more than ever, I think people don't really do business with companies. People do business with people. I have Skip come to my house because it's Skip, right? Like I, I've known you, I've known you for years. I was so blessed and lucky to find you, you know, earlier in my career. And I was always so thankful and, and grateful for that support. And it's like, I know you. And that's, I think, what people want to know is they've, they've been burned by the company, that this sort of faceless organization, and I feel more connected to a human that I can see, I can decide if I like them or I don't, 
Um, and it's a, it's a very simple, it's a simple sort of transaction of trust. You know, it's so interesting you say that because I remember when I first started doing interviews, very famous people I'm interviewing and nobody was paying any attention or watching it because it was under the company name. Ah. And as soon as I started doing it under a personal name, people started, and, and that, was the, that was the feedback, is people don't follow a company. Uh, it's too, I don't know, faceless, it's yeah, obscure. It's obscure. And just to, to get to know you is so very important. So personal branding and reputation management yeah. seems to be a, a trend right now. I mean, it seems like people are really starting to focus on that now. Why, why is that growing now? Well, I think, I think you, know, you asked the difference of personal branding and reputation, and I think Reputation is something we all understand. That is a concept that's been around for decades, you know, and people understand. And I think in many ways, personal branding is just the digitization of reputation. The Ooh, digitization like of reputation. It's, um, you know, it is this idea of doing business with people we know, like, and trust. And, you know, what are you known for? What do people think of when they think of you? And, for the most part, a reputation is an assessment of your character, an assessment of your, your trustworthiness. And to me, the personal brand is basically just extending that into like a concrete form. You know, and there's many different, I guess, ways you can deploy that reputation as in books and speaking and social media profiles and podcasts and articles that you're writing and blogging and all of those things. But it's like the digitization of reputation, and that's where I think people have misunderstood it because they think, oh, I have to do all these digital things or I don't like these digital things and not making the connection that this is reputation. This is what businesses live and die by. This is what careers are built on or, or what makes a career crumble is reputation. It's just putting it in a different medium. So I don't see them as being much different, although I think there, is, there are some tactical components of personal branding which are some more like skill-based things and some more strategic things that correspond um, with the character components of what would classically be referred to as a reputation. And the intersection between the corporate brand and the personal brand is something that's always fascinating yeah. me because, of course, I live in those worlds, right? Of how do I advance both of those things yeah. instead of, you know, I'm not, I'm not advancing personal branding at the expense of the company. I'm not advancing the company without realizing that I come with it as well. But you're, you're right. You know, people often will investigate a company and start with the leaders. And if the leaders are nowhere to be found, it's a problem. It is a problem. Well, and I think, and here's an unfortunate trend that I think, I think too many companies are scared of the personal brand. They're scared because they associate it with, oh, if this person starts writing a book or starts a blog or starts a podcast or starts speaking, they're going to, one day they're going to leave. And I think usually that happens because the company hasn't embraced an opportunity for them to coexist, which is stupid. Because if, if somebody has that desire, like if somebody is a messenger, I think if a company can create a strategy to empower that and help sort of shape it to align with the company's objectives, that person can make their day job, their dream job, as you were saying, and now the company gets the benefit. But that person, a person who is a messenger that has that calling, they're eventually going to follow that or they're going to not follow it and be extremely unhappy. And so if you can make it work together, and I think this is where you have to be a little bit progressive is to go, okay, how do we make sure it's, it doesn't cannibalize the advancement of the company? 
um, at the sake of someone becoming a celebrity. And, and there's some real challenges there. There's some real ego, there's some money things, there's some intellectual property discussions that, that are real discussions, but they're tactical things that can be solved if you approach it reasonably and intelligently. Where I think things fail is when people get scared and they either say, look, you build your personal brand and that you can't be here or you're gonna fall in line and you're gonna wear the company uniform and that's all you're gonna talk about. And I think that's a major mistake because social media is out there, this is already happening. And I'll tell you that some of the companies that have embraced this first that have done it really well have been direct sales companies. And you think like, I think of Rodan and Fields exploded, right? Like it exploded because they embraced this idea of we want them to have a personal brand. And then all we're doing is helping them tie that back to forward and advance the company's objectives. But I think you're very rare as a CEO to sort of see into the future that this is where it's going, whether we like it or not. I'm not necessarily a fan of this. Like I don't necessarily love social media. Like I would just say that. I do it because it's the same reason why it's like I eat vegetables. I don't necessarily love vegetables, but it's, it is a necessary integral part of living healthy. And in the future, this cat's already out of the bag, whether you like it or not. And I think companies need to wake up to the idea of creating and crafting an intelligent strategy to empower the personal brand so that it's not one or the other, it's both, and that it lifts the company, it really lifts the company up. It's really good. Rory, I, I also think about we talk about this in leadership all the time. Be who you are at work. Yeah. Be authentic. Your best self, right? And then we come up with these corporate rules that say, oh, accept over here and then don't share this and we don't want you to have a podcast and please don't tweet this way and please when you post this way. I mean, it's absurd, right? I mean, this world we're in with social media, with everything the way it is, the way you just said, if you want people to be authentic, if you want their best self, you have to let them do that. Now you can give guidelines, right? I mean, obviously you don't want people way off the reservation. Uh, I think about companies, even, even Southwest, like with, you know, famous with their airline uh, flight attendants or whatever, but they're letting them be who they are. Yeah. And look at what happens. You know, it's, it's, it's not digital version. But, but they're hiring for personality and they're, they're letting people embrace that, that personality or exhibit that personality. I, I love that and I love that you're saying that because I do think we try to compartmentalize the personality piece. And I think there's an education both sides. I think companies need to be a little bit more flexible. And let me do this. Let me share with you something we call the reputation formula because I think it illustrates this balance. So if you say, where does reputation come from? Or like, how do you measure it, right? So we came up with this formula, which is very simple. Results times reach equals reputation. Results times reach equals reputation. Results times reach equals reputation. So you take your results and you multiply times your reach. So results can be positive or negative, right? So for example, Mother Teresa, huge positive result times huge worldwide reach, huge positive reputation. Adolf Hitler, huge negative result times huge worldwide reach, huge negative mm -hmm. reputation. But uh, do you know who Michael Phelps is? Of course. Uh, who, who is Michael Phelps? Swimmer. Swimmer, winning a gold medal Olympian of all time. Of all time. Swimmer, what, what country is he from? I, I think actually his mom taught my sisters in <laughs> school. He lived in Ann Arbor, right? Okay, so I know where he lived. Okay, yeah. so from the U.S. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you know who Jenny Thompson is? No. You sure? You're not, you've never heard of Jenny Thompson? I, I might have. So Jenny Thompson is the winningest female gold medal Olympian of all time. She's also from the United States. She is also a swimmer. 
On the results component category, very comparable. Very comparable. Now on their reach, radically different. Why? I don't know. Neither one of them are clients of Brand Builders Group and neither one of them are personal friends, right? Like at this point, I don't, I don't know either of them. But from an objective view, they have comparable results. And this is where I think the world is changing. It used to be, be a good person, live with integrity, you know, have character, live your values, do the right thing. And that's all true, right? That is all true. But you can do all of those things and be the world's best kept secret. That's not a good thing. The worst thing in the world for a company is to be the world's best kept secret. It's also the worst thing in the world for a personal brand is to be the best kept secret. Why would you wanna be the best kept secret? See, reach is at least perhaps as important and maybe more important than results. Like, so the results matter and the company still needs to educate people. It's still about character. It's still about discipline, right? So my first book, Take the Stairs, it's all about personal development and character and integrity. We're not abandoning that in any way. We're edifying that, but we're saying, look, there's this other component, which is reach. Whether you like it or not, it's not about vanity. It's not about ego. Sure, there's some negative components of that that need to be dealt with, but reach matters. If I don't know about you, I can't do business with you. Companies will spend millions of dollars running these advertising campaigns and completely ignore the fact that their 1,000 employees have access to millions of people on their phones. Right. And if they could just get their employees excited about stuff and empower them to just send a message out, it would cost them nothing beyond what they're already paying them in their salary. And it would be way more powerful because they're activating networks of trust rather than trying to go out and acquire strangers. But it's a two-way street. And as long as it's authentic. As long yeah. as it's authentic. And yeah, and they believe it. It's so powerful. But if someone doesn't believe in your message, why are they there in the first place working for you? I love that reputation. Uh, th that formula is, is, is perfect. So results... And we all think about results, but then we kind of leave it at that. Yeah, and it's, it's, results include your character. I, I think of it as character times productivity, which is sort of, this is the connection of Take the Stairs. My first book was- Were you a math major? Character. <laughs> I was an accounting undergrad. Okay. A little known I, I, fact I about that. Rory. I've, I've, I've heard, heard your that podcasts before. and I can hear you talking about balance sheet. And yeah, I'm all, I'm all into- Accounts receivable. Yeah. Frameworks. Free and all cash those, flow. Although AJ is our CEO. My wife is the CEO, but I, yeah, I've always been into numbers. But I think of Take the Stairs as your character times productivity, which was procrastinating on purpose and how to multiply time. And then Brand Builders Group is about reputation. reach. Yeah, it's about help you growing your reach, which is your reputation. Right, that's good. What about the people who would say some things like this? They would say, oh, personal branding, that's just bragging. That's not branding, it's just bragging. You've heard that before. Absolutely. Right? Not only have I heard that, I struggle with that deeply. Me too. I struggle with the vanity of like, oh my gosh, like self-promotion. Self-promotion. And here is how I have at best wrapped my mind around this. Let's say, Skip, that you were sick and you were you had some sickness. And I had the No, let's not. Okay, let's not. Okay, let's say that <laughs> somebody, somebody else somebody else somebody else was sick and you had the cure. But you didn't want to intrude on them. You don't want to intrude on their life by letting them know that you had the cure. And because you didn't want to be intrusive and because you didn't want to come across as self-promotional, you kept the cure to yourself even though they needed it. That's good. 
Here's the truth about fear always. You only feel fear when you're thinking about yourself. I only feel fear when it's like, oh, I'll be too self-promotional. I don't want to come across as arrogant. I don't want it to be all about me, me, me. The irony of a personal brand is that a personal brand is not about you. It is entirely about the audience that you serve. And you never feel fear when the mission to serve is clear. When you're truly focused on, I don't care about how many followers I have. I care about there's sick people out there that I have a cure for, and I need to find those people, and I need to make sure they find me. Because it's my duty to tell them. Or even if you back it up and go like, hey, if, if we're friends and you went to an amazing restaurant right here in town, I want you to tell me about that. Like if there's something that you've experienced that's good, if you saw a great movie, I need you to tell me about that because most movies are terrible. Most TV is crap. Most of the media is, is just awful. Like we would never watch it. We never. So if someone like you said, Rory, watch this. this movie, you know, The Greatest Showman came out and like, you have to drop everything you're doing and go watch this. And now it's coming out on Broadway and we bought tickets. AJ got me tickets to it awesome. for, our, uh, for Valentine's Day. And it's like, you have to go experience this. The only reason you wouldn't share is because of a reluctance, because of how you would come across. But if you put yourself and you stand in the place of service, and you stand in the place of how can I help, then that is the powerful place to stand as a personal brand. And if you're an executive, you need to stand in the place of how can I leverage my personal brand to serve our customers and to serve my employees? Not to serve me. That's where things go wrong is if the personal brand is standing in a place of how can I serve me, all sorts of problems. It doesn't even work. And it doesn't. Nobody wants to follow that. Right, like, I don't, like it's all about you. People, people follow you because they get value from you. And, and effectively, you know, one of the things that we talk to our clients about is at the end of the day, there's pretty much three reasons why people are gonna follow you. It's the three E's, either for entertainment value, education value, or encouragement. Entertainment, education, or encouragement. And usually it's some combination of, of them. And if you get all three of them together, then, then great. But, you know, you kind of, it's not about, they're not interested in you. Um, at some point, once you're a celebrity, they, they, people do get interested in you. And I think people are interested in knowing you. Like, they're interested in knowing the face behind this. Um, and that's why, like, to use Instagram as an example, we talk about on Instagram, on your feed, it should be all about what you do. It's all about the value, so it's either entertainment, education, or encouragement. But then your stories is all about who you are. And it's letting them see your kids and letting them see, you know, or whatever you feel comfortable with sharing. But it's not so manicured because it's, and it's more about me as a person. And if they, if they really want to know, then they'll go that deep. But if they don't, they'll just follow the feed because that's their taking. That's good. Well, you, you've worked with celebrities, executives, all kinds of people. I want to flip it around the other way to mistakes, to things that you've seen where you say, the book of mistakes the book for of mistakes. personal branding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> where you just look and you say, you know what, that, and sometimes I think, I think one of the things that's harder on a personal brand than a corporate brand, when you have a corporate brand, it's a thing, it's an it, it's an outside thing, you know, you have people studying it and they can kind of observe it. When you have a personal brand, often it's you. And so it's harder to look at that objectively. 
So what are some of the common mistakes and pitfalls you've seen of people making brand? about personal brand yeah. that they probably wouldn't make when they're thinking a corporate brand, but on the personal brand, you just say, you know, I'd probably watch out for a couple of these things. Are there things that come to mind? There's, there's, there's a couple. One we talked about is the self-centered is, is, a, is, a big, is a big thing, but the, probably the biggest thing that people struggle with, and one of the biggest reasons they come to us is because of dilution or distraction. And so what happens, um, this is right out of the Take the Stairs book, is that if you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. And what happens is people go out and they start a personal brand and they start talking about everything. And they talk a, a little about a lot. There's a concept that we, we use, it's called Sheehan's Wall. We, we named it Sheehan's Wall because I actually learned the original part of the concept from a, a gentleman named Peter Sheehan's, another uh, speaker and uh, you know just kind of like a thought leader out there. But he described this wall that if there were sort of like two parts, right, there is a group of people who are unknown and then there's like this wall and then there's a group of people who are known. And generally speaking, these people are all trying to break through the wall. You're trying to become more known, just whether it's in your industry or mainstream, and it could be actors, you know, like we, we work with music, we have musician clients, uh, we have a lot of speakers and authors, we have executives, but in general, you're trying to break through this obscurity of being unclear, untrusted, or unknown. And what happens is you hear all of these different things about how to do it. So people talk about a lot of different mediums. Oh, it should be Instagram, it should be blogging, it should be podcasting, it should be Facebook, it should be YouTube, it should be... And so they're like, okay, I need to learn all these different mediums. Uh, and then... Overwhelming. Right? Overwhelming, right? And so they're like dabbling a little bit in all these different things. Then it'll be like, oh, well, you should, you, you know, you need to figure out the hot message of the day. Like, you know, people are really interested in generations or they're really interested in personality types or it's all that artificial intelligence or, and they try to like ride the wave of like, what is the hot topic versus what are they truly unique to, to you know, what is their true depth of experience? And so they have all these different messages and then they have all these different roles. Like they're the content creator and they're the marketer and they're that video editor and they're, and effectively there's dilution and they're just bouncing off the wall. And the way to really break through the wall is to become known for one thing, to become the authority, expert, thought leader, spokesperson on one thing. And then you, mm. you, you focus on that one thing and you break through that wall, and often it's one message and one medium, and then you break through the wall, and then once you're on the other side of the wall, then you can expand and do other things, right? Amazon's a great example of this as a company. They literally sell everything. They're on the other side of the wall, but in the beginning, sold one thing. Books, through one channel, online retail. Now they're literally opening Everything. brick and mortar stores, which is ironic. And they're, you know, you got the whole like Whole Foods thing going on. And it's like, they're diversifying, but when they came through one product, one channel. Gary Vaynerchuk, one of the most recognizable personal brands, talks about tons of stuff. And he's on all sorts of mediums. But where he broke through was one medium, YouTube, one topic, wine. And people forget now that that was how he originally broke through the wall. Dwayne Johnson was a wrestler. He did with professional wrestling. Now he does tequila and he does movies and he does all sorts of you know commercials and all these different things. But in the thought leader space, you know, Brene Brown is a great recent example. She talks about one problem, shame, and one solution, vulnerability. And so um, you know, Simon Sinek talking about purpose and 
So the best piece of branding advice I have ever received, um, I wish I said this, but I didn't. This is an Auroraism. This came from a gentleman named Larry Wingett, who you might- Of course I know Larry. You know Larry. Uh, and Larry isn't a personal, wasn't really like a personal brand guy, but he was teaching you know, a class to speakers. And he said, the key is to find your uniqueness so that you can exploit it in the service of others. Find your Love uniqueness that. so you can exploit it in the service of others. And that hit me so hard. But what he didn't do was give you a real a great framework for how to find your uniqueness. He just he was good at doing. He did it himself really well. Uh, I think in maybe recent years he's done some like speaker coaching and stuff. But that wasn't really like what he did. So when we started Brand Builders Group, we came up with a process. Uh, we call it the Brand DNA Helix, which is basically these six questions that we ask that help someone find their uniqueness, so that they can really zero in on what is truly inherently unique about you. And we believe that the, one of the reasons we work with personal brands, because we don't work with companies, we only work with people, Brand Builders does. I think some of these principles apply to companies, but that's like our decided target is just individual people, is to help you really understand and uncover what is sort of like your unique fingerprint on the world and you know how did God create you or how are you designed and go through a process to help you uncover that. And that's what we call phase one brand identification. And if you can get really clear on that, then a lot opens up because you're gonna have extreme focus and you can break through the wall and you don't have the dilution. What I like is, is thinking about, you know, you think about growth curve of a company. Okay. And when we're thinking about reputation management, personal branding, we often think about those just starting and how do I get it going? So you talking about what is your purpose? Why are you here, et cetera. But what's so interesting about your work and brand builders is I've seen you help people on all stages of that, mm. right? So Lewis Howes is, is working, you know, how do I improve my brand? But he's, he's kind of, people would say, well, he's way up here in personal branding, yeah. but he wants to break through at the next level. That wouldn't be starting and figuring it out at the beginning. You might also help somebody on the declining side of, you know, I'm becoming a little less relevant. Yeah. How do I become Don't use any relevant? of our client names there if you don't. <laughs> no, yeah, no examples. We'll keep that quiet. No examples. Yeah. Uh, no. So how, how, do you, um, how do you help people? Because What's everybody, the has a different, every, everybody has a different kind of take on it. Just like yeah. a company, right? It depends on where you are in this growth curve. Mm -hmm. But you can... You can either bring back that growth or kind of build brand legacy or you can start up. And we're all in these different phases. How do you assess where you are and what you need to do just next? So think about taking the stairs, right? The next step. Like, oh, Instead of like step? worrying about like climbing yeah. the top of this giant mountain, how do people know where to start? How do you help them know where to start? Well, every so the irony is that everybody has to start in the same place, whether you're Lewis Howes or you're Kevin Harrington on Shark Tank or you're you know, one of our new clients, Cezanne Hendricks, you know, millions of followers. That is people like that. The reality is it's not one wall. It's a series of walls is actually how you break through. And it's like it takes more and more focus to break through at the next level. And so Lewis when we started really working with him, uh, you know, we've been friends for years, but it was really about two years ago that we started working with him closely. Was, it was he called us. In fact, that was how Brand Builders started, was he called and asked for help just out of the blue. We also claim Lewis for Columbus, Ohio. Yes, yeah, he's a big Ohio boy. But the, the reality is he wasn't in brand identification. He is in uh, what we would call phase five, which is brand reinvention. The irony is that 
It's the brand reinvention is the exact same set of six questions that you go through as brand identification. When you start. So okay. whether you're starting out or you're doing the Madonna thing and you're reinventing, it's the same process. And people like Lewis are great examples that the reason they continue to grow is because they continue to learn and they continue to have coaches and they continue to have guides. And, and, they, and they know that at each stage of your life, it's, it's sort of like, uh, you probably heard that your, your your new life will cost you your old one. It's it's sort of like this this pruning, or one of the ways that we think about it is like if you're launching a rocket, um, you know, to get it off the ground, it takes all these different all this energy and all these different assets to just get it off. But once you get momentum, you you get clear about where you're going, and certain things are like falling off, and you're honing in on exactly where you're going. So whenever you're trying to break through the next wall. Is is the is the time to kind of stop and go and and take a reassessment and so that's why you know we feature two groups of people on our on our website it's kind of like the celebrities that people know and then it's like the people you've never heard of who just were starting out because and 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 they're equally important to us it's not that we you know love working more with one or the other because it it's always a matter of honing in on your uniqueness and sharpening and figuring out. What is my unique lens on the world? And we actually use the um, metaphor of a lens, you know, like you're wearing glasses. You and I can look at the same thing, but see the color a little differently because we're filtering it through our lens of our experiences. That's where the magic lies. And people follow you because they're interested in, they're not interested in the thing, they're interested in your take on the thing. Your lens. Like Rush Limbaugh is a great example, right? Love him or hate him. People don't listen to Rush Limbaugh for the news. They can get the news anywhere. They listen because they want Rush Limbaugh's take on the news. They associate with his set of values and they trust his judgment to to help them interpret the world around them. That's what personal brands are doing. We're helping people interpret the world around them through a lens that they trust because they they can see us and intuitively know, you know, I kind of like her or I like him. I feel aligned with this person. And that's part of the value that you provide. But you have to be really clear on what your lens is. And most of us are not. Most of us are just kind of out there sort of talking loosely about things that we like or, or believe in. So, and it helps to be sharp. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting that preventing irrelevance or decline is about going back to the beginning, going back to those questions, refocusing, and then you can launch it again. The same way you would reinvent a company, right? Is like same thing. you know you have some some mature you know some maturity cycle, and then it's like at some point we got to invent a new product or we got to iterate. We have to innovate, and those are that's why those are such hot topics in the corporate world of innovation because it's like there's so many industries that are getting disrupted, and there, there's got to be innovation. Otherwise, you're about to hit the decline. So it's the natural state of things, right? It's the circle of life. It's like you, you know, if you're not, if there's not a rebirth, then you're heading towards death. So good. What about this? I, I just a theory I have is doing personal branding inside a company. I've seen that if the company brand is strong and clear itself, okay. then the personal brand can go alongside as well. Where there's most of the problems is when the personal brand is so strong and the company is at, is lost. The company brand is weak. Wow. The company mission isn't clear. And so oftentimes where the company is, you know, we have a problem over here with somebody. It's not because they actually have the problem. It's because wow. the company is lacking clarity and a brand and a strong voice. So they do all interrelate, don't they? I think that's a really keen insight. This person is noticeable 
because things aren't so clear over here. And so they're like seeing somebody clear on fire that's like moving and it's like, oh, that's a problem. Like we got to deal with that. Versus if you're on fire and you're clear about where you're going, people are either going to get on the bus or they're going to get off the bus, but there's a lot of clarity. But in the name of obscurity, it's like, ah, oh, now, now the attention's going over here. That's really powerful. Yeah, um, it's tr- I, I've, seen it, I've seen it over and over. That's the problem mostly with personal brands in a company setting. And the company almost forces the person out on their own. They're very fear that they, oh, we, don't, we want to retain that person. Their very fear happens because they're lacking something in value, brand, clarity. Clarity. So, well, so that's, I just wanted your take. That's interesting. And I, and I think it's like, if the leaders can do the work of getting clear, I mean, you know, typically there, there's... That's the, leadership. The, that's right? leadership. And, and the personality of the company in many ways is going to, I think, always be connected to the personality of the leader. And so, you know, if the leader doesn't have clear values, if they don't have clear ethics, they don't have clear morals, they don't have clear purpose that's probably going to show up as unclear values, unclear, you know, just where do we stand as a company? And that can create, can create conflict. But I, I've, never, I've never seen it that way. You know, but, you know, again, we're mostly in the world of personal brands. But to have your perspective on that, I think, is, is super insightful. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting take. Well, we could talk forever about reputation management, personal branding, discipline, yeah. all of the all of the topics that you're an expert on. And uh, fortunately, because uh, I'm often here in Nashville, I have the opportunity to talk to you about yeah. those things off camera, but it's great to talk to you on camera and uh, on the podcast and, and hear your take on this thing. So we, we cheer on people's personal brands. I think it's really important, and company brands do, uh, that, that these things are so intertwined. So thank you so much for talking about this. Well, really I, I, I love that, Skip, and appreciate it. And there's, you know, there's something that if anybody is, is watching and you're kind of like struggling with some of this, um, one of the things that we do is we do a, free, a first call for free with anybody. Um, so if you're trying to figure out like, what is my uniqueness? Or how does my personal brand align with the company? Or, you know, like figuring out some of those questions about what 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 could be my message or what could be my personal brand. Can I give out your cell phone here? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> even better. Even better um, is is uh, if you go to brandbuildersgroup.com forward slash skip. Oh, you have a skip. A skip, yeah. Okay. Brandbuildersgroup.com forward slash skip. Um, you can request a, a, a free one-on-one call with one of our strategists. Um, they'll kind of talk talk you through it and try to help you get some clarity. They'll walk you through some of the questions of the brand DNA Helix and just kind of like lay out what we That's do. That's great. Um, you know, and then it, we, we may also be a fit to, to kind of work with you or we may not, which is fine. But we'll kind of like help you hopefully see the landscape a, a little bit more clearly. I think it's important for everybody to go through this process. Whether or not they want to launch some big YouTube thing or if they just want to get clarity because the the personal brand is so vitally important today. And people don't think, they think of it as a side thing or as an extracurricular thing. And it's not, right? It's so core to success of the person and the company. So thank you so much. All right, Skip. My pleasure, my friend. Always good to be with you. Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. And if you like what you hear, please rate us in iTunes. Until next time, remember, don't settle for the mediocre. Always aim higher.